All right, folks, welcome on into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Fellman. He is Carl Jones. And we haven't done a lot of weather chats lately, but the weather we've gotten uh, lately uh, certainly deserves one, Carl. Man, Park Avenue, you see me a lot this week, all right? As all those 80-degree uh, days we've had this week, I've been out and about. I just want to be seen, want to be felt by the sun, all that good type of stuff, man. Uh, we got summer in October in Rochester, New York. I mean, Vegas can't be choosers. I'll take that 10 times out of 10, man. It's been a great week for the weather. No, it was last Monday, I think. I took out the air conditioner from my my bedroom, my, my window AC. And that day, I went into work, and the eight-day forecast finally started to show this heat wave. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should have done that yet. So it's been a little toasty uh, sleeping over here at the Feldman residence, but it's going to change for the worse, unfortunately. Tomorrow, I know we got some scattered showers, some thunderstorms. I've been saying all week long to Eric Snydel that this is every week, Every year, we have one week of football frenzy where we get thunderstorms, we get lightning, we get delays, it's chaos, it's hectic, it's crazy. I've been saying for the last seven days that tomorrow is going to be that day. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed that I'm wrong on this, but it's not looking super great for football frenzy tomorrow. However, uh, we'll do our best. But but either way, you know what? Uh, we got like eight straight days of great weather in, uh, in Rochester, New York in October. So So we'll take it. I'll take it all the time. I know, you know, I'm not the biggest golfer, but I know you've been on the links. I know you've been trying to get your golf game and just one last time, you know, before the winter or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw that forecast too with the rain. I'm like, come on, man. Hopefully it's not that downpour that we had uh, the sectional finals last uh, fall. Yeah, I was I was out there today. We shot 80, decent day, three birdies on the front. So, uh, so we're getting in our rounds in, but. It is time to get to our long-awaited, I don't know if people have really been awaiting it, but we're just going to say that they're long-awaiting, the local high school football rankings. Uh, we started doing this last year. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We didn't really hear too much discussion about the rankings. It was really more like other sports who got like, uh, you know, motivated off of our, you know, our predictions, our rankings, this, that, and whatnot. We didn't hear much about the football rankings, maybe because we were just so good at ranking these teams. So we'll, we'll just say that. But you, you, either right. way. You know, Cause I do remember that last year, my man was that some Schrader, the Schrader goal? Schrader, you know? Schrader hockey. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I love that energy though. He said it right <laughs> to me. I was like, Ooh, I wish I would have had the chance to say that to a, a reporter back in the day, but uh, no, I love it. I love it. I love all the smoke. Yeah. We, we, I heard that from Victor girls, lacrosse, grandparents and parents uh, at the state championship. So Either way, if, if you want to chime in the rankings, feel free. But uh, here we go. Um, we're five weeks into the high school football season. We've got our first rankings. We're going to update them every week until we get to the point where it really doesn't matter when we have, you know, just a couple teams left. Um, you can find these rankings in full, uh, you know, written out on our web story at rochesterfirst.com. But uh, if you're just listening on Spotify or, or YouTube, here we go. Get your ears ready because here we go with our rankings. Um, number one, it's funny. We I don't think at this point we had this many undefeated teams left. We've got five undefeated teams left in our large school rankings. The large school rankings will be our class AA and class A teams, small school, class B and down. We've got a lot of undefeated teams left in our large school. Uh, we're going to start at the top with our one and two. McQuaid at number one with five, a 5-0 and record. U Prep at number two with a 5-0 and record. 
you could really interchange these two teams. They don't play this year in the regular season. They're both going to start finally getting some really good tests coming up. They both play Hilton uh, McQuaid this week. Uh, prep later on the regular season. By body of work alone, you might want to put prep at number one. But when you win four sectional titles and you really haven't shown that you've fallen off yet, you still got to stick McQuaid at number one. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, McQuaid is kind of like, dragged their way to this number one ranking outside of, I believe, a Fairport game where it was pretty tight down to the wire. They've kind of handled their business and haven't really played with their food. Having said that, U-Prep has been you know, a really darn good team in their own right, who did take care of Fairport last week, which I saw in person. But like you said, undefeated, both teams have kind of took care of business. Got to go with the track record in that, in that scenario. Yeah, both teams kind of similar profiles. I know we talked about it a little bit with you know, McQuaid and Hilton last week, U prep, they both rely on a good running game. U prep with CJ Robinson, McQuaid with John Harding. I think maybe U prep at this point has a larger range of outcomes for their season where, you know, you, you prep can maybe reach a higher level, but McQuaid just has the experience and maybe a higher floor. So right now I think we've got McQuaid at one, U prep at two. I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, at, at number three, the Hilton Cadets at 5-0 and on the season, our third undefeated double-A team. Carl, you were at their game this past weekend where Hilton uh, drove down to the wire, rode Robert Lowry till the wheels fell off, and, and won a great game against Schrader. I mean, there's no other way than, like, to stamp your identity, you know. We always say, like, oh, Styles make fights, and Hilton's one of those teams who just like to hit you in the mouth and run the ball. Six minutes left in the game, they need a touchdown to win. Hilton ran the ball 13 times, gave it to Robert Lowry, 11 of them. And I believe they were all either up the middle or to the right. They didn't, they didn't mess around. Everyone in the stadium knew what was going on. Schrader knew what was going on. Myself with the camera knew what was going on. And the Warriors still couldn't stop them. That's the stamp of a really good team who, I believe, milked the clock all the way down to like 12 seconds or something like that. So when you got an impressive win like that over a Schrader team who can really put up some points, you get my flowers and you're definitely deserving of the number three stop, spot. Yeah, and as we mentioned before, Hilton is going to get a chance to either move up in the ranking or prove that that number three spot is no joke. They get McQuaid this week. They get Aquinas next week, who is starting to turn their season around a little bit. And then they've got U-Prep in a home finale. They got both those games at home. So as we're going to discuss a little bit later on in the show, we really have a, a top three here in Class AA, as we always talk about uh, with these these sectionals and these brackets that number one seed is going to be very important. So Hilton certainly has a chance to prove themselves and get in that number one spot. Uh, we'll see what happens in the, the coming weeks ahead. Moving down to our Class A undefeated teams, we've got two of them. We're going away from what the state rankings do, and I think we both feel pretty strongly about this. East is that number four in our uh, local large school rankings at 5-0. and oh. They've played four teams who really, quite frankly, aren't in their weight class so far this season. And they've just, you know, you know, they've they've broken down the barn doors in those games. They weren't close at all. And then, of course, two weeks ago, their comeback victory against Canandaigua. We talked about it last week. You know, they they were up big. They, they let this lead slip away. And then a really composed drive by, uh, you know, Zymir Jackson, that offense to, to win the game there. So we've got East at our number four spot. I think Anthony Diaz just returned another punt back for a touchdown while we <laughs> recorded this. But no, yeah, the East, once again, another year, another explosive squad with a bunch of uh, playmakers on the outside. You alluded to a few of them, Anthony Diaz as well. 
Um, I've seen them a few times and haven't been there to their games long because they take care of business. Uh, they're they're our favorite highlight team by far. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, it doesn't matter where you get there in their game. It could be an Urban Wiggins pick six. It can be a punt and return touchdown. It could be a deep play. They they can just score from from anywhere on the field, if, even if they don't have the ball. Yeah, exactly. So like from that perspective, I love covering the Eagles. But yeah, they're definitely worthy uh, worthy of our number four spot and uh, being the top team in Class A just based off their resume so far. And you know, even though they, I don't want to say play with their food, you know, let the let Canada will come back. But I mean, shoot. You get my respect for coming back after, I believe, two minutes is all they had to come down on that drive. Yeah, it was just about a two-minute drive, yeah. Yeah, so you get my respect for being composed in that scenario on the road against the Canadago team who's been there before. Moving on to our number five spot, our final undefeated large school team, the Victor Blue Devils. A gutsy victory against Arondequoit last week in overtime. They get the stop on the two-point conversion. That game went into overtime. You know, Victor scored first. Aronicoit had the chance for the two. They went for it. You're on the road. You're, you know, the quote unquote underdog in that game. You take that chance 10 times out of 10. Play just didn't work out for them. So Victor is at number five, five and zero ranking. The last couple of weeks they have, you know, they've played some tight games. They played some good teams, but they've played some tight games. They only beat Schrader by a point. They only beat Victor 21 four, or they only beat Brighton 21 14, who, who isn't off to the greatest start to this season. Uh, they've had some decent games, but Brighton isn't in that upper echelon of teams this year. And then they beat Aronicoit by just one point. So they've got the freshman in so far right now, Eric Torres, the, the freshman lefty. I did see uh, their other quarterback on the sidelines. It looked like um, it didn't seem like an injury type of thing. So maybe they're just going with their freshman, seeing what their next four years can uh, build for the Blue Devils. But Victor is uh, 5-0 and so far this season. They're number five in our rankings. Yeah, you could look at their last three games one of two ways. One, all right, maybe they're not in that upper echelon of Section 5 teams. Or you can also say they know how to win. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. point-blank period. So we'll find out later on in the year which one of those uh, scenarios proved to be true. But 5-0, and 5-0, oh, and oh, you play who's in front of you. And at the end of the day, it's all about getting a dub. And that's what the Blue Devils have done through five games this season. Yeah, and their final three weeks of the regular season, churchville Chile this week. Gates, Chiline next week, and then at Spencerport to close out the regular season. Other than Spencerport, um, you know, Churchville, Chiline, they've had a, a nice run so far. They're four and one. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Maybe they give them a fight, but I think Victor is going to have a chance to, you know, get some boost, some confidence going into these playoffs and uh, try and maybe lock up a number one or a number two seed, depending on how the sectional brackets go. Over to our number six spot. Decision here to be made between Schrader and Aronicoit. We're giving our number six spot to Webster Schrader. You know, they were in the sectional championship game last year. They've shown that they've still got the explosive offense. They've played two really good teams. They've lost by the closest of margins. We already mentioned the one-point loss to Victor, the the one, the three, the three-point loss to Hilton at the last second. So, you know, they, they haven't been winning these tight games, but they're in them and they're, you know, they're beaten down on the teams that you know, they're supposed to. So right now Schrader gets our number six spot with a three and two record. Yeah. I've talked about you to this. I've talked to you about this off camera a bit. I'm not the biggest guy on quality losses in the grand scheme of things. However, when you lose to Hilton, the way they did last week, Hilton's no joke and double a squad. Although last year they did face in a sectional title game, but regardless for this season, double a versus a. And when you're that close down to the wire, I mean, that's a team who's right there. And, 
based off of that resume compared to maybe who Veronica Quaid has faced so far this year, I think, I presume, if those two teams were to meet on a neutral field, I will lean Schrader just based off of their high-powered offense and how explosive they've shown to be at times this season. And they will meet in two weeks' time. Uh, as we move to our number seven team, Aronicoid, at four and one, they will meet in two weeks. That'll be at Schrader. That should be a, a really fun game. That'll be a Friday night game. That might be our game of the week in uh, in number seven. So Aronicoid's at four and one on the season. We we talked about them last week. Their four wins. They haven't been very close. Um, however, those four win- those four teams have. I believe this is still holding true. They have a combined one win on the season. So their wins have not been against quality teams, but I, I do have to say, I don't want to, you know, diss the Eagles. They really did impress me in that Victor game. They were down 14, nothing at the half and they were really the better team in that second half. I mean, I was, if Aronicoy was going to win that game, I was trying to, you know, rack my brain around how high we were going to put Aronicoy at the, these rankings. Cause Arondacoit really shut down Victor. You know, Victor got a little one-dimensional. You know, they couldn't really pass the ball. They could really only try and run. And Arondacoit just shut them down. Uh, they they matched Victor's physical Victor's physicality, which is a really tough thing to do, as we've seen over the years. Arondacoit really impressed me a lot. Uh, you know, they go for the win. It just the. Uh, um, you know, the, the two point conversion was a little short. They had a fourth down conversion. It was like fourth and nine. They had a really pretty, uh, pass to the sidelines, toe tapped it, toe tapped it in. So other than the fact that they didn't win that game, I think Ron did about as much as you could do to prove that they belong in this top seven, which is really kind of, um, a tier above the rest so far this year. And they're going to have opportunities from here on out to kind of prove their worth. You know, obviously you just alluded to they'll face Schrader. But Thomas isn't straighter, but Thomas is, will be a, a better win than what they passed so far on their schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then also Brighton, the final regular season of the game, uh, of the season, will also be another uh, chance to kind of prove where they are. So they're going to have opportunities to show that those first four wins of the season weren't fluky at all. Moving into our next team at number eight, as I kind of alluded to, we kind of have a, a really strong seven that we're feeling good about so far this this year so far. If you go eight down, you've got some teams with some nice results, but not a ton of consistency. We've got Canadagua in our number eight spot with a three and two record so far this year. Um, as we mentioned before, they had a really tight game with East, uh, a game that, you know, proves a lot to us at the fact that, okay, yeah, you know, we've said this a lot this, this year that Canada might be a little down this year, but you put them in a big game, they're going to be right in there. But Canada, well, they only beat Arcadia by 1.7 to six. Um, they didn't look that good against you prep lost 27 to seven. Granted, that is a, a really good you prep team, obviously. And then Spencer point that game, they won 27, three, but it was kind of close in the second half. So Canada went number eight, three and two, but I don't think anybody else, any of us would be surprised if it comes around playoff time and, uh, and Canada would really shows up. Oh yeah. And based on the last three games of the regular season, they should be able to ramp up at the end of the year, get in the groove of things and maybe get out some kinks that they had earlier in the year. I know they're young in some particular spots on offense. So if they can get some of those guys caught up to speed a little bit, they'll be fine. And Canada will come playoff time. I think we know how that story goes most, most years. So uh, like you just mentioned, Come back and let's let's see where Canada was looking at uh, November 5th. Let's see how that goes. 
Moving into our number nine spot, Aquinas, a team that two or three weeks ago, we, we kind of left for dead. And now they're at three and two and, and maybe the fourth best team in class AA. There really is a void with the number four team in class AA, but Aquinas might be able to fill it. They're at three and two so far this season. They had a really impressive 35 to 14 victory against Fairport, where when we sent out our, our news photographer, Damon, to that game, I was thinking Fairport 14 point win and Aquinas kind of proved my point of thinking wrong by winning 35, 14. They, they took care of business against Rush Henrietta. Um, now, granted, other than that, there's not a whole lot to speak about. Um, they got shut out by Pittsford who a team that's playing some good defense this year, but, but is, is also offensively uh, they haven't put up a lot of points this year so far. And then they lost 33, seven to U prep where I was at that game for, about com- a combined two quarters it really didn't look super close but still 33-7 isn't you know the most lopsided result in the world so Aquinas uh number nine so far this year yeah I mean based off the last two weeks you're like all right this <laughs> makes sense but then you look at the piss for a shutout loss and you're like all right what's going on here so uh I, once we get I know we talked about how top seven is like a clear cut if we're being honest here I think Canadagua may not be in that top seven like bracket, but even there's a gap between Canadagua and nine and the rest. Yeah. So uh, all of these resumes are flawed to a certain extent. They're not perfect or as strong as the ones above them. But Aquinas the past two weeks showing that they're on an upper trajectory for sure. And then at number 10, you know, we've got Fairport at one and four on the season. We are really we really don't like to reward quality losses, but Fairport has probably just proven – that they're the next best team in double A and of the teams remaining that we haven't mentioned so far in class A, I think if you put these two teams on a field, I think Fairport would be uh, the presumed winner. Uh, You know, Fairport, they they had a a nice win over Penfield that I was there too. They looked pretty good in that game. They lost in overtime to Hilton, undefeated Hilton. They played our number three ranked team to the wire. They lost in overtime. They almost drove down to beat or tie McQuaid. They lost 35 to 28. And, you know, the Aquinas result, as we mentioned, was surprising. They didn't uh, look super strong against Prep, But you almost beat Hilton. You almost beat McQuaid. I know we don't like to reward the almost, but I think in this spot we have to. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're, like we said, the resumes are getting kind of a little wonky down here. And I will say, though, for the teams who may not, uh, who aren't number 10, you look at Church Bochala with the record that they have, Brighton sitting there at three or two as well. They have opportunities this week kind of to, to show that they're worth. Church Bochala is going up against Victor. That's a great opportunity to show that. Like, all right, like, look, like we deserve to to put, put Section 5 on notice. And then also Brighton is going up against Schrader, which I think that game has a chance to have some fireworks. So Brighton also has a, a, a prime chance to, to solidify themselves and number 10. But yeah, these these rankings, once you get past Ronacoy, it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> like, l- let's see who really deserved to be here. No, I mean, you know, F- Fairport's got Sam Pucci, but Ricardo Lagares for Churchville Chila. If you haven't seen this guy play, um, he he can do some some fun things uh, from the running back position. So that's where we have our top 10 in our large school rankings. Moving on to our small school rankings. Number one, Monroe. Would we like to say more than a sentence about Monroe and how they're number one this year. They're really good at football. And this team is going to be playing deep into November. Yeah. If, if you, 
yeah if you would if you were to have to pick one team to you know pick for a deep run to represent section five far it's probably Monroe granted you know we'll see how they rack up against some other teams in class B uh, section five hasn't fared particularly well in class B the last couple of years if I uh, remember my history correctly but Monroe going to try and change that at our number two spot Leroy we hyped up that Leroy Attica Alexander last week and it, it kind of lived up to the hype Leroy is just we talk about styles make fights they're just going to run the ball at you and it's tough for someone to get in their way because Tony Piazza just keeps doing great things and they just keep beating really good teams. It's funny. You show the highlights of some of these things like ground and pound or whatever, right? And three yard touchdown run, seven yard touchdown run, blase, blase, three yards in a cloud of dust, cool, whatever. But then the one highlight popped up him like busting like a 50 yard run. I'm like, all right, he got some wheels on him too, Mr. Piazza. Yeah, Leroy, I mean, those that's one of those teams where you got to make sure your helmet's Strapped up right, the pads are nice and tight because they they come into uh the physical off four quarters. That's just based off the highlights that I've seen. And you know when you take down a team like Alec Alexander who prides themselves on that style of ball as well, and you take it to them like that, yeah, you definitely something like that. So Class C school doing their thing like that definitely deserves their flowers at number two. Yeah, Attica Alexander is at number three with four and one. That was a a close game into halftime, but Leroy eventually pulled away. I haven't seen Attica Alexander in action yet so far this year, but I did see a little bit of Leroy. And yeah, just just ground and pound, you know, they know what they're going to do. They know what the other team knows what they're going to do, and they can't stop them. So Leroy's looking like a pretty darn strong Class C's team so far this year. They have really, um, you know, gone through the gauntlet so far in Class C so far this year. They beat Letchworth, Warsaw, Perry. They beat East Rochester, Gananda, and they just beat Alitica Alexander already. So uh, it's it's kind of, you know, Penny and Dundee is a little feisty, but I'm not really expecting much of a fight from the rest of the teams Leroy has on their schedule. Uh, moving into our four and five, we bump up back to our class B schools. HFL is at number four. Batavia is at number five. Both of these teams have gotten the chance to play Monroe, and it wasn't very pretty in either of those games, but both of these two schools, once again, proving that they're uh, other than Monroe, they're the class of class B and uh, HFL. You were at that game. They got a nice win over Batavia HFL at number four, Batavia at number five. Yeah. Matt Meacham, uh, pretty darn good quarterback down there at HFL led them to a, a nice win over Batavia. Whenever they met, I believe that was week three. Yeah. Week three um, rest of the year here on out. They should handle business. Like, like you alluded to though, Last year, it was just those three teams. And, like, we really – you figure Batavia was on top, but, like, all right, we'll see in the playoffs. You kind of know at this point who's on top. But now it's about, all right, who's going to be peaking between those two and three teams. Right now, head-to-head, you got to put the Cougars over Batavia. Yeah, and, you know, both of these – the regular season games weren't pretty against Monroe, but – you know, Batavia beat them last year in the playoffs. HFL has certainly a, a strong pedigree, so you never know what's going to happen when the uh, the month turns to, well, it is in October right now, but October and November. At our number six spot, East Rochester Gananda, back down to Class C. You know, ERG, they've, they've shown me a lot in the games that I've seen. They just haven't been able to win these close games against these more round-and-pound physical teams. You know, East Rot- ERG has a lot of talent, both at the quarterback position, outside. Um, I think they've suffered a, a couple injuries so far. Every time I'm at their game, they got a couple guys hurt 
um, things of that nature. So I think they're losing a little bit, maybe of their interior presence due to injury. I could be wrong on that, but ERG's had a, a nice season so far. They're at number six in our rankings. Yeah, like those those two losses to, um, if I'm not mistaken, they were to Leroy and Attica Alexander. That kind of hurts. Yeah. But I, I mean, nothing to hang your hat on, and neither of those games. I wasn't at either of those games, but based off what we've been what we've been told and what we've saw. It's not like oh, like they don't belong on the same field as either of either of those teams. So class class C playoffs is going to be a war, and I can't wait to see how that shakes up. But we still got three weeks of regular season ball, so uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, Attica Alexander was a last minute touchdown. Uh, Leroy a two score game. So don't count out the Bombers just yet. Moving on to our number eight team in the rankings, Letchworth Warsaw Perry. Letchworth Perry Warsaw. It seems like they they decide to which order it is depending on where you look but they've looked good so far this season at three and two they've suffered some close losses to some of our top teams in this rankings they lost 16 to 12 to Attica Alexander in the season opener and then they only lost 12 to 7 uh, to Leroy in week two so they they opened the year with two tough losses but they really bounced back with some uh, some wins over some teams that they uh, they should be favored they beat a four and one Hornell team uh, 28 to 22 last week. Neither of us have seen Letchworth Warsaw Perry this year, but they're, they're a ground and pound team and they're, they're winning. They're in, in these tight games and you get to playoff time. You never know what's going to happen there. I think holding Attica Alexander and Leroy to 16 and 12 points respectively, though, is definitely shows that they're not too far from those teams, you know? And I, I think uh, even though they're down here at number seven, you know, a couple fumbles go the wrong way, you know, a couple short fields. Who knows how these games shake out in the playoffs? And then moving down to number eight, Pembroke at five and zero on the season, down an eight man. Now, usually in in the past, we've kind of reserved that number ten spot for our our best eight man team because it's really tough to tell, you know, eight man things like that, yada yada. But Pembroke has certainly proven that if they had a couple more, you know, kids showing up to school these days, they would be. One of, if not the best teams, probably the best team in Class D because Mr. Tyson Totten is just putting on a show for the Dragons. Uh, they've won 55 to 28. They have won 58 to 22, 42 to 14, 49 to 16, 69 to 28. It's really just them kind of deciding when they want to start stop scoring points. And Tyson Totten, he might as well just have every touchdown so far this year for that team. Every every week we see them, it's just ridiculous numbers. And Pembroke has just really proven themselves to be a step above in eight man this year. They're the number one team in the state in eight man football this year. And they're legit Carl. I saw them the opening uh, game against red jacket and I knew, I've, I mean, obviously I've covered Rochester section five stuff for the past two years. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I know Tyson Totten, but like, it kind of like crossed my mind, like how good he was. He reminded me real quick, um, him and the rest of the dragons over there. That's a real good ball player. Big kid too. He not like I think he like one eighty five or something like that. He not like a little dude out there. So regardless of whatever classification he's in, he's balling. He's gonna be a good player. Uh, I mean, cause he's six two one eighty five. Put it in context. I was like I played my state championship senior year at like one sixty three. So like I was a little dude. <laughs> so like that's a big big dude out there, toting the rock. And he he a problem out there. So Mr. Tyson Todd, and hopefully I can catch you one more time before uh, this season ends because you special. Yeah, we'll definitely get him in sectional playoff time. And the only other team that is ranked in the state in eight-man ball so far this year in Section 5, that would be Calum Byron Burgeon, who uh, who suffered a loss 
to the Dragons by a tune of 58 to 22. So a step above, we're very confident that eight is, is definitely not too high for them. And then at number nine and number 10 so far this season, we've got our class D schools, York Pavilion at number nine. We've got Canastillo Greenwood at number 10. Uh, this class has really kind of lost its its lead dog with uh, the injury to, to Bodie Hyde um, in Oakfield, Alabama, Elba. They've really uh, started to struggle since he's left uh, the table so far this year. York Pavilion, uh, Canastillo Greenwood, they both played recently so far this season. They're both at four and one. Uh, York Pavilion beat Castillo Green with 13 to 12. They also beat Avon 28 to 19, which uh, is is another nice resume boosting win in Avon. So York Pavilion and Castillo Greenwood nine and 10. Once again, none of these teams are really getting a ton of respect in the state rankings. In fact, uh, York Pavilion is ranked at number 11, but Castillo Greenwood and on the outside looking in Avon as well. Oakfield, Alabama as well. So York Pavilion at number nine, Canastillo Greenwood at number 10. Yeah, I've not seen either of these teams in person. These are usually the teams we catch during sectional playoff times whenever they're facing teams closer to our area. But, uh, I mean, I believe Canastillo Green used to be an eight-man, right? And they used to – Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they, were, uh, they were down an eight-man for a couple of years. Yeah, they, they definitely had some ball players down there. So, I mean – I know there's not a lot of teams in these small school rankings, but they definitely deserve to be top 10 as well as for York York Pavilion. Yeah, Canastillo Greenwood's going to get to host Avon this week uh, at home. So that'll be a good way for Canastillo Greenwood to prove that they uh, deserve that spot in their rankings, or maybe Avon jumps the spot. And I do have to give some props to Canastillo Greenwood for changing their name to an actual team name so far this year. Uh, you know, You've got the, you know, Avon is still figuring things out. Canastillo Greenwood is still figuring things out. Canastillo Greenwood, the Chargers. So we, we have a logo for them. We have a team name for them. So Canastillo Greenwood, they deserve some uh, some flowers alone for simply uh, deciding on a name so far. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until last week. I'm putting a show together and I'm typing in Canastillo Greenwood's name. I'm like, the Chargers? Now, granted, we haven't called their highlights, so I wouldn't have known that, but Good for them for, you know, figuring out something quick and sticking with it because someone like me who indecisive, it would have taken me like 13 years to figure out a nickname or something like that. No, and I don't think we have any other Chargers in the area. I could be mistaken. So it's original. I like their logo. It's like a like a, a, a swooshing. I think it's a, a horse on there. So, it's, you know, I, I like it. I like it. Good job, Candice Green. So those are our rankings so far this year. Uh, we will update them every week so far for the rest of the regular season and beyond. Not to as much depth as we did in week one, but uh, certainly we will keep you up to date on those. We tackled a lot of these football teams, so we're simply going to go to our games to watch so far this uh, this week, taking an eye, putting an eye on some of the non-football teams playing some really good games coming up. Carl, your game to watch. Yeah, I don't need to put makeup on this one. Aquinas versus McQuaid, boys soccer. What else do you want? Uh, these two teams are really darn good again this year. McQuaid, 6-3-1. Aquinas, uh, under, haven't lost this year, the 12-0-1, I believe, in Class A. They'll meet next Wednesday, October 11th. They met earlier this year, uh, September 9th, to be exact, to a 1-1 tie. So one more time, these two rival schools get to link up before sectional play, get some, some hatred off your heart, little rivalry matchup, you know. Finally, you know, Someone got to be better than the other. They don't want to tie twice. I mean, come on, no one want to do that. So that's for 
above all else, that's the reason why this game should be someone uh, they should lock in for. The, somebody they got to be the best private school in the area. So we're going to find out uh, the 11th next week when McQuaid and uh, Aquinas link up uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, McQuaid, uh, they did suffer a loss to Spencerport a couple days ago. So um, they, they dropped a game there. But other than that, they haven't lost to a Section 5 team so far this season. And Aquinas just had a really nice win against Livonia, who is uh, the number two team in the state in Class B. That was Livonia's first loss on the season. So a really nice overtime victory for the Little Irish. Uh, That should be a good one next week. I've got another great game on the same day. We kind of talked about these teams before, this matchup before. It is Spencerport versus Schrader in girls soccer. These two teams did meet so far earlier in the regular season. Uh, it was a four to nothing Spencerport victory, but Schrader has proven so far this season. If they're not facing Spencerport, they're going to be pretty darn good so far this year. They already beat Thomas three to one. They beat Penfield two to one. They've got another good test against Hilton on Monday. It, it's it's looking like it's going to be tough to see a team to beat Spencerport so far this season. Uh, they're really rolling. However, they did you know play some close games early in the season. Spencerport's going to get uh, another chance to prove that they're uh, the class of Class AA, and then and then Schrader's going to get a chance to prove that they can hang around with the big boys. They don't have to win this game, but I think at the very least you've got to to have a a, a confidence building result because you're probably going to see them in the sectional playoff time. It's a lot different if you get blown out in the first game, you play them tight in game number two, than your confidence going into that championship game if you lost to them handedly both games in the regular season. Yeah, you don't want to get defeated before you get out, before you get on the field, you know. So, uh, I mean, what think of your most dominant athletes ever, Jordan, Tiger, whatever. Sometimes you just lose before you even get out there because you know how darn good they are. And I'm not saying Spencer Port is Tiger Woods by any means or, or anything like that. They might be. I mean, shoot, the, how many championships they got in a row. But in that regard, you lose to a team uh, in dominant fashion both times. I mean, you listening to what the coach say got a pre said pregame, but you like, yeah, but do you really think we got a chance? <laughs> so this is an ultimate opportunity for Schrader to uh, just prove it to themselves, you know, not necessarily anyone else, but just those ladies in that locker room that shows that they are, they prove to themselves that they belong on the field with Spencer Ford. Yeah, that should be a good day of, of Wednesday soccer uh, here around Section 5. Tough for, tough for us to get out there with the Bills going on, but, but maybe we can get some, some cameras on some goals uh, so far this Wednesday. Either way, we will definitely have our cameras out there this weekend with our high school football action. We do have some games today on Thursday. We are still doing our football frenzy on Friday. Weather pending. Knock on wood. Fingers crossed. Uh, some good games coming up this weekend. Uh, Hilton hosting McQuaid, as we talked about before. Gananda playing at home. Just their second ever game uh, at Gananda they're playing. So good for the, the Gananda community to get that for their homecoming week. Uh, that should be a good game as well. But that'll do it for us on the High School Huddle Podcast. Once again, you can find us on rochesterfirst.com, which is where you can see these high school football rankings laid out in a convenient grid form. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, and you can catch us on Spotify. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you once again next week on the High School Huddle. For Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. It's time to break the huddle, and we will see you next time.